From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Uh, I am Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, also your tour guide through the severely wackadoodle, messed-up world of Joe Biden's America. And before we get into today's fun adventure in podcasting, uh, just want to let you know, send us email, give us a shout out at inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can check out our website, inblackandright.net. And oh baby, have we got one for you today. Oh my goodness, it's bad enough we have to deal with the craziness and just the behind the scenes intrigue or the deal making in this lame duck session of Congress. But, and I will get into, well, let me, let me get into that now because a story from the great folks at justthenews.com apparently, well, sums up what's going on, at least in the Senate. GOP lawmakers say McConnell coercing them to support last-minute omnibus package. No, folks. It is, without a doubt, the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. I mean, this is nothing short of Mitch McConnell and Schumer and all these other retiring senators, the uniparty senators like uh, Shelby of Alabama and Leahy of Vermont. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. This it, It's bad enough. It is bad enough that you see these deals going on. But the, the omnibus package is just ridiculous. I mean, it is way ridiculous. Now, just reading a little bit of this story from Just the News and uh, one of their reporters, Ben Whedon, uh, who wrote this story. Republican senators are livid with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, whom they say is exerting pressure on GOP lawmakers to back an omnibus spending package that would fund the government through next year. Ah, uh, no. What that is, that one little paragraph says that Mitch McConnell and the Uniparty want to pretty much put the screws and throw the Republican majority in the House that's incoming under the bus because it, an omnibus bill, if it goes through, and they're going to need 60 votes, they're going to need 60 votes, and I don't believe they have enough Republicans for it. So, no, you're, ugh, I, I look at this and I just want to go, oh my gosh, how incredibly screwed up are these people? Because one of the key leverage points that the new incoming Congress has, especially in the House, is the power of the purse. This bill, this omnibus bill, would take away that leverage. 
and it's just going to be more ridiculous last minute spending for nothing that's really going to help the country we've already got enough problems we've got inflation that's still very stubborn and not going away anytime soon it's yes it's reduced a bit but it's still over seven percent yesterday the federal reserve raised interest rates again to one half of one percent instead of three quarters of one percent so yay happy but still that's at least five straight interest rate increases at least five to try to bring down inflation and congress isn't helping with these omnibus spending it's not going to help it's, it's not going to help at all and the long-term effects are more dangerous than the short term we've already got 31 trillion dollars in debt and yet we're going to spend and spend and spend we're going to send money to the ukraine instead of the southern border we're not going to take inflation apparently seriously if we're going to keep spending like this while we still have energy problems while we still have supply chain problems we've got problems still with recession with a recession that many people believe we're in right now that is expected to get worse there's going to be i mean there's already starting massive layoffs at big companies and it's going to get worse for big companies next year as well as smaller firms it's going to kill small business and and small business is still the lifeline of the economy it is the engine that makes it run so yes this bill with the omnibus in the senate plus the lame attempt by uh tom tillis republican north carolina shame on you doing that to my to my beautiful home state and kirsten cinema the new independent from arizona trying to get an amnesty deal for millions of illegal immigrants yeah that'd really help especially arizona and apparently the uh, biden administration or the regime is just oh that's so nice they're going to try to do a bipartisan deal yeah so you got uniparty screwing the american taxpayer the american worker for christmas how do you like that because you let that many people and you give them amnesty you let them off the hook you've already are going to have all kinds of problems with the labor market and even more so it'll bring down wages and guess who again is going to be caught on the short end of that stick yes black americans and hispanic americans the working poor because they can't survive and compete in a market when they can get people who'll take it for a whole lot less who aren't that skilled oh mercy that is really nuts so we've still got some work to do on this uh lame duck session that is for certain but i'll tell you there's some other foolishness going on I mean stupidity actually 
Now we've got another uh, <laughs> another great American uh, intellect in Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia. Brad Raffensperger is now putting forth the idea of ranked choice voting. And I'm like, what? Georgia? Are you freaking serious? I mean, my gosh, they've already screwed up the runoff. Eight out of seven out of eight of the statewide positions in Georgia were won by Republicans, but they couldn't get Herschel Walker over the finish line? Something's not right here. And when you have Brad Raffensperger putting forth an idea like ranked choice voting, this is stupid. This is stupid, Georgia. Only two states have ranked choice voting statewide, and that's Alaska and Maine. Two states on the opposite ends of the country. And believe you me, Alaska's ranked choice voting was nothing more than a concocted idea by Lisa Murkowski's family. Frank Murkowski. And these elections in Alaska already made the Alaska GOP mad at Mitch McConnell, and they censured him because he wanted to do everything he could to help Murkowski and throw Kelly Shabaka under the bus. They did the same thing with Sarah Palin for its uh, one and only congressional seat. So, yeah. That'd be real fun, Georgia. You would have all kinds of fun with that mess. So, no. If you're in Georgia, I would strongly suggest you talk to your state legislators and say, uh, no, no, Raffensperger, no, we're not going to go for this. Um, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This, this is a mess. <laughs> you know, it's like they apparently the run Raffensperger is saying that we don't want to have runoffs anymore. Well, sorry, this is the way you've got it. This is just the way you got it. Sorry. I mean, it's bad enough how goofed up the midterms were and the runoff was. So now. It's, it's not making sense. When seven out of the eight statewide positions in Georgia were Republican won, you couldn't, what was the difference between all of those and the Herschel Walker race? You know, I mean, you can, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be the uh, elitist Yahoo Republicans, the good old boy network, were saying, well, that, well, Trump was involved, and Trump did this, and Trump did that. It's like, excuse you. No, sorry. Uh, Trump just endorsed him, raised, helped him raise some money, but he didn't run the election. That is pure RNC, baby. That's the fault of the RNC and all these political consultant types in D.C. Swamp creatures. Like, 
Lindsey Graham coming down there and Nikki Haley. I mean, please, spare me. They, they don't really know what the heck they're doing. I mean, seriously. Uh, but here, my friends, with all of that in Georgia and all the craziness going on in the lame duck session, all right, here is the cherry on top of this sick, twisted Sunday. And I have a link to the story uh, on at blackandright.net. Just go to the homepage. You don't have to scroll down very far. But this from Red State, redstate.com, this is absolutely probably going to be the nail in the coffin for Ronna McDaniel. Redstate.com exclusive. Analysis of RNC spending since 2017 shows millions were spent on private jets, limousines, luxury retreats, Broadway shows. And, oh my goodness, uh, the writer of this is a, a woman named Jennifer Van Lahr. But I'm looking at this. When you've got the mess in the Senate with McConnell, you've got McCarthy, who's trying to duke it out to become speaker and now even more pressure on Ronna McDaniel uh, to not run for the chairmanship of the RNC again because this is crazy this is absolutely crazy and I'll read the just a small part of the story back in 2010 RNC chair Michael Steele now become nothing more than a pretty much a demoncrat and on MSN LSD. Anyway, RNC Chair Michael Steele was heavily criticized and eventually lost his position because donors were angry about what they believed was luxurious spending on private jets, floral arrangements, chauffeur services, and member meetings in expensive tropical locales. Donors were used to frugality from the RNC under the George W. Bush administration when, quote-unquote, Karl Rove would bitch if there were flowers on the tables, unquote, and staff holiday parties were catered by Chick-fil-A. Despite Joe Biden's economy and three, state three straight cycles of election losses, pardon me, the RNC's big spending days are back with a vengeance. Perhaps because of those losses, both RNC donors and committee members are intensely interested in the committee's finances, particularly the spending. Late last week, Red State was provided a report dated October the 7th, 2022, that examined RNC's 2021 spending. It calculated more than half a million dollars in private jet expenses, $64,000 at clothing retailers, and $321,000 in floral arrangements? Okay. Just reading those, that's that part. I mean, there's a lot more to the story. But, oh my goodness. And, the, and there's a chart that goes with it. And it is just absolutely mind-boggling. This is 20, since 2017. 
that was the time when around the time when Ronald McDaniel became chair. Now, can you understand why you've got people like Mike Lindell, Mr. My Pillow, and Harmeet Dillon, one of Trump's attorneys and a member of the RNC, are saying, hey, we're done. We need new leadership. Uh, time for Ronna McDaniel to go. Now, I don't know what rationale, what excuse Ronna McDaniel's going to make to try to win another term as RNC chair, but I'll tell you this, it ain't going to be easy, especially with this report now out in the public. The donors are ticked. They're tired of losing. And when you see this chart, and I hope you do, uh, just go to inblackandright.net. We've got a link to the story. You'll understand why I have not personally given a dime to the RNC in years. I, I won't do it. This just only validates my, my instincts that this is crazy. We need, you want to talk about fiscal responsibility? Well, shoot, let's start with the RNC before we talk about it with the Congress. Millions of dollars being spent on all kinds of things that really are frivolous? Wow. This is not going to help Ronna McDaniel. I'll just tell you that right now. This is not going to help her. Now, there are the establishment types that will, you know, support her, but they then that only says that her supporters, McDaniel's supporters, are just as bad as she is keeping an eye on things. No wonder these big donors want to say, hey, I want to know where my money's going. And they have every right to do so. Take For the RNC to take money that's really not theirs and be so uh, irresponsible in its spending, no wonder the Democrats are getting are winning races across the country. No wonder we didn't get the big red wave that we were supposed to be getting. Now, granted, yes, it's not as big as we thought it would be, but at least we have the House with the same slim majority that Nancy Pelosi has. So, yes, we got work to do, Republicans. We want to talk about transparency, accountability, it better start at the RNC before we take it on the Capitol Hill. We better, because if we don't, we're no better than the Democrats, except they go and win races and do whatever else they might do. Hint, hint, uh, maybe, but still, uh, and I'll get into that probably at some point. But yeah, we got to deal with this, folks. This is not how we're supposed to do things. And if this takes the media, uh, even conservative media, to expose this, I say it needs to be done. Let's go. Absolutely, let's go. We got things to do. We, the country's a mess. The economy's a mess. We have a, we have a republic to save. And if these uniparty types 
want to live high on the hog, then go become a Democrat. Because you keep this up, the big donors are not going to be donating as much. And you're going to be working uh, with a deficit, a perpetual deficit. So yeah, I'm a little upset over it, but does it really shock me? No, it doesn't. doesn't surprise me at all. Now, what would surprise me is if they actually decided to, uh, decided to do something, decided to be responsible. Little, little physical responsibility, be a little leaner, be a little meaner, be a lot smarter where you put your money. Yeah, there you go. That's what's going to happen. And until the RNC does it, and until the Congress does it, the new Congress coming in, uh, yeah, you're gonna, you're, you're not gonna have a good time getting ready for 2024. And you can, and whoever, and I've said it before, whoever is going to be the nominee, because I know there are uh, a majority of Republicans and Democrats who don't want either Biden to run or Trump to run, but still. Let you might change your mind uh, if the economy kind of goes sour, you know, because love him or hate him, Trump had the ideas. He got the country on the right track. Our economy was booming. Job industries were experiencing a renaissance like manufacturing, the steel industry and others. But if you want to just, you know, have no chance of getting that. I mean, and DeSantis is good. I mean, he's my governor. But I'm really concerned that he's going to get played by and being seduced politically by people who all of a sudden want to see him become the nominee and they will do whatever they have to to try to stop Trump and the, and the nationalism, the populism. I don't know. But... RNC, here's your wake-up call. Get your, get your act in together and get your house in order. Otherwise, you're going to get a whole lot more losses in 2024, including the presidency. So, hey, that's just me. Just saying. Well, my friends, I'm looking to... Oh, yeah, looking at the clock on the wall. Looks like I am done for the day. But I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can find our podcast on any podcast platform like Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get yours. All I can ask is that you find us, subscribe, and you will be getting notifications every time a new episode has been uh, uploaded. And also, of course, you can check us out on all of our social media platforms, which include True Social, Parlor, Getter, Instagram, and True Patriot Network. So with that in mind, my friends, I say thank you. God bless. Have yourself a great holiday. And we'll be back tomorrow for WTF Friday. Until then, God bless, and Patriots still come in all colors. Oh, <laughs>